Greetings, monsters. It's your old pal, Maddie, coming at you from the road. Not Maddie Road Studios, the actual road. Uh, I'm traveling, and I'm coming at you from my rental car in a strange parking lot. I'm sitting in a parking lot. It's not as bad as it sounds. All right, so listen, quick disclaimer. This episode with Bryce Johnson, we recorded the interview before the holidays, and then Ronnie had to travel to do press. I was working on a project, and we realized we're going to release this thing, and then it's going to be like four weeks before we talk to another member of the cast about Expedition Bigfoot. So let's hold on to it through the holidays. Nobody's doing anything anyway. And then we'll come back and do every week with a new cast member. That's what we're going to do. So we're back now and we'll be back next week with another star of the show. But you might notice there are some things we talk about that have already been resolved because two or three more episodes have been released. So you might be listening to it going like, wait a second, I already know that Ryan, and I'll ask you to shut up. Why do I do why am I attacking you again? All right. Uh, I'm in this parking lot. Hopefully I won't be uh, assaulted. And we'll talk soon. We love you. Enjoy the interview. Bye. The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Tonight on an all-new Monsterland, we talk to the host of Expedition Bigfoot himself, Bryce Johnson. Hey! We factor Falcon what may be. The greatest piece of video evidence since Patterson Gimlin. Is there a ghost in Maddie's house that want to be starting something? <laughs> Do you remember the time when you saw a squatch? That's right, another round of para recall. You know it's human nature to question the unexplained, because things aren't always black or white. Why all the shitty Michael Jackson song references? I don't know. I had a cinnamon Coke. I guess I'm being bad. Debbie, Debbie, do! Welcome to a wicked mystery, a paranormal perfect storm known simply as Monsterland. The Monsterland podcast is recorded live in an undisclosed location somewhere in the heart of high strangeness, just outside of Monsterland, Massachusetts. And now, here are your hosts from Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot, author-researcher Ronnie LeBlanc. And from history's The Curse of Oak Island drilling down, actor-host Maddie Blake. <laughs> Greetings, monsters. I can tell you, well, first of all, cinnamon Coke. Is it good? Oh, my. Come on. Oh. Really? Oh. Really? Oh. <laughs> I'm Maddie Blake. This is Ronnie LeBlanc. Hey, Producer Dave is in the house pressing all the what right up, buttons. What up, what up. What's up? Uh, big show tonight. Bryce Johnson, who I've become a fan of oh, through he's you. He's so great. Um, it's so wonderful. The team at Expedition Bigfoot is so awesome across the board. I love that I don't have to fake it. Seriously. <laughs> you know no, I, mean? I, I honestly love everyone. I it's swear great. to God, they're amazing people. They're, they're yeah. like, we all have the same personalities. Like, you fit right into this whole crew. It's, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. Oh, I will, I will absolutely insert myself. <laughs> you will. I'll make it happen, baby. Can I add something? <laughs> yes, when I, when I see the photos of your team, Ronnie, mm. don't... It looks like a natural team, doesn't it? It's, it's like, amazing. It's, like, it's, it's almost like seeing, like, it's the human version of, like, the Scooby-Doo crew. Like, they all go together. It they just goes together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right, Producer Dave. Astute, astute observation <laughs> per usual. Um, I'll tell you why Michael Jackson was on my mind when I was writing The Cold yeah. Open just now. I had an incident at my home involving a ghost, which we're going to get into during the interview with Bryce Johnson, because it's going to tie together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, I know. Wait, you know wait. the ghost that we've been, I've yes. been struggling with? He, he or she has made a bold... Shut the F. A, a bold uh, last few weeks. You've got to be kidding it's me. It's gotten worse and worse since we did the EVP session with, when we found nothing. Holy and Christ. Yoko is my witness. My wife Yoko is my so, witness and, and Max. I will just say this, that you were right. We stirred some shit up. We stirred it up. No doubt. And ironically, I don't feel frightened. Good. You I, shouldn't. I, I, I'm just a little... It's cool. Well, we'll see. But it's going to involve Bryce, actually. Because oh, it's something he talked about on his podcast that I brought Ooh. to bear in my situation. Oh, man. He's going to love that. But Michael <clears throat> Jackson, I don't want to get off on a big side tangent. <laughs> That's what I couldn't think of when I was doing the gold of it. Well, I had an embarrassing thing in front of my wife and child, Mad Max and Yoko, who, if you listen to last week's episode, actually called into the podcast. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. Well, I got in, I, I stumbled upon this documentary about Motown. Ooh. And I have a new hero. An, you know, Tom Brady, Larry Bird, whoever my heroes are. MJ now? Add Barry Gordy to the mix. Oh. 
the founder of Motown. This guy, Ooh. you know, I kind of knew the story, and I loved Motown as a kid because my dad listened to it here and there, but mm-hmm. I have a new appreciate. This guy was an incredible thinker. He, he went and worked in a, real quick, uh, in a car factory and was a songwriter, you know, wannabe song guy. Yeah. But through financial circumstances, is forced to work in a car factory. And instead of taking that as like, oh, my God, I'm a songwriter. I'm working in this car factory. Like 99.9% of the population would. Right. Like, oh, say if you were an actor who is on top of the world <laughs> and a host and you were forced to drive Uber, you know, you might handle that negatively. <laughs> while the people around you all ascend. But Barry Gordy. <laughs> goes into the. <laughs> I've, no, I've done it to myself. Like, oh, I've destroyed my own career. Oh, my God. Listen, Barry Gordy goes into this car factory, and it's, he's inspired by the car assembly. Mm. And he designs Motown. I'm getting the chills talking about it. Designs Motown to be basically a car assembly. You find the artist. You put it through the assembly line. You do the post ah. and set. You know, just just like a car line. Yeah. And that's how he built Motown. And I don't need to tell you what Motown did. Well, I was telling Mad Max about this. And all of a sudden, there's a part of the documentary. I'm telling you, I'm going to start crying when I talk about it. Because I started bawling in front of Mad Max and, and, and my wife. Oh, wow. Unexpected. Hit me like nothing. As we're watching the documentary, I'm explaining to him what Motown was. And I was like, Max, I've played some of these songs for you before. But I've never put them in the Motown context. I never explained. So I'm telling him what it was. And all of a sudden, there's a part in the documentary. They talk about Stevie. And they talk about, you know, Smokey, who wrote so many songs. They're right. talking about the, and all of a sudden, this one lawyer, um, there's a moment he goes, you know, there's talent. And then there's talent. And this young, young man comes to us. And we all heard him sing for the first time. And, oh, my God. And then this happens. Keys, this voice. He was like nine. Wow. Voice of an angel, and and, and so not not only an angel, but like. A soulful old uh, soul. Yeah. You know, like, who, what nine, ten-year-old can sing like no that? No doubt. And, and so I, I just started crying because I was thinking about what happened to him. You know mm. what I mean? Like it somehow mm. struck me in that moment watching this little angelic yeah. right. young boy sing like that. And the God-given talent. Like, we had this episode about musicians. Yeah. And, and it seems to come from somewhere else. Well, I'm sure you you connected Max kind of to that, right? Like he's uh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's a singer. A and... Singer and, and, and just what became of Michael Jackson, was, I was just mm. struck by the whole thing. So anyway, when I was writing the cold open, Michael Jackson was in the back of my mind because that just happened. Now, wow. we're watching TV together as a family, and we start hearing noises again. Get out. And Yoko and I, last night watching a show, heard an audible noise. I thought it was, it sounded to me, I hate to even say this, it sounded to me like a, like some sort of child. Like a, You're like not quite like that. <laughs> hey, damn it. Oh, my God. It's Michael Jackson haunting my house. Oh, my God. Honey, get the flashlight. What? What is that over there in the corner? <laughs> oh, my God. But you, you, you think it's a kid now? No. So, and then Yoko thought it was an animal. It was like, and then and, and juxtapose it with the footsteps are back yeah. and something fell in my room again. And it's Come just on. on. And then I'll get to it during the Bryson interview. Okay. But I want to talk, Ronnie, about you and your exploits because you were just in Vegas. Before we get to the Ronnie report, yeah. let's talk about what you – so we have our second episode of Expedition Bigfoot. Yep. That came Sunday, out Sunday night. That came out Sunday. The, the third comes out this Sunday. And the scene is set for you to arrive. Oh, my gosh crazy pretty awesome uh bryce reached out to uh bob, bob gimlin, gimlin and uh looks like we're gonna get a reference to you it's amazing it was such a, what, what happens dance <laughs> <laughs> but listen you're in uh, vegas yes and tell me about that you guys are just all in vegas the whole crew it was so cool uh travel channel brought us all out 
and um, we actually met some of the other guys, the other shows, and they were doing a uh, a big shoot with oh, all the, with all the uh, other travel channel shows. Yeah. Oh, neat. So I get to meet um, uh, Jason Dawes from Ghost Nation and all these other guys. Chip Coffee hung out oh, with Chip. I love Chip Coffee. Hung out with Chip, and I didn't get a picture with him because I was like, I gotta get a picture. Let's or a get video him on the you. podcast. Done. I'll get him on. Have I done my Chip Coffee invitation on this you podcast? Have. Okay, all right. And it's awesome. I think he, it's time for another one. He is. He is a kick, man. Okay, you pretend you're at my house. I'll be Chip Coffee, and say that you think you saw Michael Jackson. Oh my God! I think I just saw Michael Jackson. Oh, I do not like this room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all day. Oh my God! So if that's fantastic, and and you did some press. Yeah, we did. So we did. Uh, you live Facebooked, right? We did or, a yeah. We did a Facebook. Li- it was a full day. We did a photo shoot in the morning. Nice individual, then group, and then we did. A uh, big interview thing with all you of us. You live tweeted too. Yep, we did. We did some live tweeting. Or and as then, I just tried to say, live Facebooked. Yeah, old guy. <laughs> and I and I was able to bring uh, my wife with me. Amy came, oh, so that was beautiful. fun. Uh, Maria brought brought her husband. Awesome. Uh, Russ brought his wife, and uh, Bryce came solo. Yeah, Bryce. But no, smart guy. Yeah. No, it was it was a great <laughs> it was a great time. We had we had a lot of fun. Um, fantastic. Uh, and any, any stories, uh, or what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's nothing crazy. We, <laughs> I know. You know of course. You're with your wives. You can, yeah. Yeah. Taking your wife to Vegas is like going to mass while you're in Vegas. What's the point? <laughs> we kid. Oh, I did a commercial one time. Uh, one of my commercials back in the day for Vegas. Uh, it was, it wasn't oh, really, a, it wasn't a, what happened in, uh, was it? It what was the tagline. It was, uh, it wasn't quite what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It was something to that effect, um, but it was but it was from the wife's perspective, which was pretty cool. Oh, so neat. I play the husband, and um, I'm in the bedroom folding clothes, and she comes in on her, with her bag, just getting back from Vegas, or she's she's folding clothes, and I come in, I go, "Hey, how's Vegas? The bachelorette party?" And she's like, "Great," <laughs> you know, and I bought this, and I bought this, and I go, "Oh, cool, okay," and then I walk outside, and then she turns back to camera and goes. Like, oh, relieved, like, you know she did more than... So at the time, it was kind of, uh, you know, ahead of its time. Because it, it was a woman uh, acting up in Vegas commercial, yeah. Hey, you. So, did you girls get all wild in Vegas? Yeah, we, we did get a little wild. Look, Versace and, oh, Ferragamo. Look, Tiffany. Well, no, hey, you girls... Shopping, right? Great. Those ad campaigns, according to some, like Vegas goers, including me, kind of ruin things. How so? Well, because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas was this kind of insider kind of code. When you use it for an ad campaign, well, now everybody knows. (laughs) Right, 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 right. It's like a little secret you guys had. Yeah. You, now, now the wives know everybody. Knows. You Vegas heathens. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, Ronnie, I'm so happy for you. Thanks, You're brother. traveling. Uh, it's just awesome. It You're, was fun, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and we will spy, speak again if you've been watching Expedition Bigfoot to Bryce coming right up after we take a look what's been going on in the world in the Ronnie Report. Ooh. The Ronnie Report. Ronnie, what has been going on in the world? There's been a lot of, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, a lot of UFO stuff mm. um and just in the past few weeks days and this one just came past hour this is from mit the massachusetts institute institute of uh, technology phosphine which is a molecule known on earth for its smelly and toxic nature uh, may be a sure sign of alien life if detected in nearby mm. exoplanets they found that phosphine is also produced by another less abundant life form, which is anaerobic organisms such as bacteria and microbes that do not require oxygen to thrive. So if they get any of those biosignatures in these exoplanets, it's a good indicator that there could be possible that alien could life. Be. Now, here's a question. Some people believe that big fi yes. are alien pets maybe or they're aliens themselves yep. possibly. They have that similar Correct. smelly um, sulfuric kind of Could that smell. not explain, right, could that not explain a skunk ape, for yeah. example? You think it's because it lives in the Everglades and it gets all stinky and it's matted hair, but maybe it runs deeper than that. Yeah, I mean, it could, you know, it's very um, uh, abduction scenarios, UFO sightings. They also smell that same 
kind of sulfuric yes. smell. So yes. maybe that's, is that them coming in through dimensions and that's kind of the after effect? Or yes. is that they're all coming from the same place? Mm. Very interesting. Uh, and then um, a bunch of um, uh, alien detection things going on. So Africa unveils a massive alien hunting antenna network where thousands of engineers have been hard at work on a gigantic intergovernmental radio telescope network called Square Kilometer Array. It's so large that it's going to span eight countries in Africa. Uh, the what? first handful of dishes have already been constructed, according to a, a Wired magazine. And uh, when completed, the array will scan the skies for radio signals, including signs of alien life, up to billions of light years away. So that's pretty interesting. And then also... Um, the let's see the uh, European Space Agency is getting back into the game, or maybe they never left, but they're using a hunting telescope, uh, which was just launched. Which they're going to look at distant worlds, looking for alien life. Uh, so they're looking at exoplanets and all that. Unbelievable! So a lot of a lot of yeah. stuff going on. It's on. It's so on. It's oh like yeah. Now people are just openly. You know, uh, discussing these things, we've said it a million times in this podcast. When we started this thing, it's totally changed from then till now. Right. And just the short time we've been doing it. it's comp- Now, it's like, what's-his-face said, uh, Corbell. He said, oh, no, no, no. The impetus is on you now, the non-believer. Like, you guys are the ones behind the times. I thought that was one of the best things he ever said. Mm. You know, he's like, it used to be we were the ones that had it. He goes, it's out there now from New York Times to everywhere. He's like, if you're denying it now, and, and by the way, these things exist. We know that. That is different than saying they are green little aliens, right? right? Yes. But they exist. So if you still are laughing at this stuff, you're the one who's denying it's science. Very true. You're the one behind the times. I thought that was really well said. That was awesome. Um, I just butchered it. <laughs> another uh, CNET. What I like to do, though, is take quotes and make them longer oh, okay. <laughs> and less clear. I think that's the job of a broadcaster. <laughs> hey, Matty, why'd you lose your radio job? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> CNET, uh, missing stars could point to alien civilizations, scientists say. This just came out two days ago. God. Uh, on March uh, 16, 1950, astronomers at the U.S. Naval Observatory pointed a telescope roughly in the direction of constellation Lupus the Wolf and took a picture. When scientists look at that same patch of sky today, something is missing. Hmm. Actually, a hundred stars appear to have vanished <laughs> or were perhaps covered up. So they think could those stars have actually been planets or something else. So this and, was based on a new paper that came out. And w- a little pre-para-recall before we do the actual yes. para-recall yeah. later after the interview in this episode. Ronald, yes. para-recall, mm-hmm. what star-like object was seen by you and I. Oh, yeah. We, our For UFO sure. experience was Rhode a freaking star-like object that responded to us. I mean, stars veiled as UFOs, not the first time we've heard that. It's, it's, I, I'm so shocked that so there's a ton of So what scientists think that they are stars and they're really not. Right. So a lot of those could be something else. But um, and let's see. I think there might be one more. Um, let's see here. This came out... Sunday. Thousands of government UFO reports now available at Canadian University. Um, So they released a bunch of files. 30,000 UFO-related documents have been released by the University of Manitoba at Winnipeg. Uh, And the donation comes courtesy of Chris Wartowski, a science writer and prolific Canadian ufologist. So they're trying to share this information for researchers to kind of start putting it together, um, and then similarly with, uh, I was just um, up in Portland, Maine last Friday with Lauren Coleman for yeah. the International yeah. Bigfoot. Uh, Cryptozoology yep. Museum and doing the little book signing there, and he's working on something where he has over 40,000 books hmm. on cryptozoology, and he's going to create a library, a research library uh, at this new Marriott Hotel that's going to be built right next door, so... Pretty cool. This getting more into the academic side of things and, and providing people with uh, access to documents and files so they can do their own uh, research. I love it. You know what that brings up when you talk about that kind of all that information being released by the Canadian government, uh, the sightings is who, who wrote Managing Ma- Magic? Um, Grant Cameron. Grant Cameron said it in that book. Mm. I read it last time I was in Canada and he had a great point or it might be a great point. I don't know that, you know, this is his opinion. 
um, based on his research. But I think it's an interesting caveat when you're talking about because the line is that everyone says, well, America's. Why don't you just do what other governments are doing and open up your books and, and start right. investing? You're hiding, hiding, hiding. And Grant says, no, it's the opposite. We are actually the only ones, and he was proven to be true in recent months. To be vocal. And, that we're yeah. actually, well, well, the difference is they're all vocal, but we are actually actively investigating it. Mm. He said the other governments don't want much to do with it because they know what it is. So they're doing these data dumps that give the appearance to the public like, look, that they're we're, releasing documents. we're being wide open, we're giving up, but they're not doing anything. Mm. They're just going, here you go, good luck. Whoever wants to tell people what these right. things are, go ahead, right. good luck to you. you know, and I think that's a really incredible point that I've mm. heard, only heard him make. Speaking of stars, although this one doesn't disappear, you can watch him every Sunday night on the Travel Channel. How's that for a segue? <laughs> <clears throat> Bryce Johnson is an actor, producer, co-host of a podcast that I'm a brand new fan of. I love it. Monsters, check it out. The Bigfoot Collectors Club. He's also the host of Expedition Bigfoot, where you can see my love, uh, part, uh, friend Ronnie LeBlanc on with him. <laughs> Sunday nights, 10, 9 central on travel. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to Monsterland, Bryce Johnson. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. This is a thrill to... Not only have, obviously, Ronnie be part of Expedition Bigfoot, but then, like Ronnie and I keep saying, even if Ronnie wasn't involved with the show, we would have been so all over the show oh and so thrilled to have you as a guest. And it just so happens you guys are now buddies. So it's really cool. <laughs> I know, man. I, you know, I'm, I've been a fan of your guys' podcast. And, and, and what you do, too, man. I've been a big fan of uh, Coast of Oak Island, Digging Deeper. And, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Okay, so, Bryce, I want to start off with something that actually I got from your podcast, the most recent episode, and Ronnie doesn't even know this. I teased this in the open. Before we get into Expedition Bigfoot and your personal paranormal journey and all that, I wanted to start with exciting breaking news that actually ties in your podcast with ours. And right. so you had a, I think you you have a sister podcast, right? Um, a Funny Feeling, yeah, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. sort of calling it podcast. It's hosted by uh, Betsy Sadaro and uh, Marcy Giroux. Uh, they've We've done a couple, uh, we, we've done stints on their podcast and they on ours, so we kind of like feel like, hey, we're both in this together, so we look out for each other. Great. And so, by the way, if you have a sister podcast, can we be your brother-in-law podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? Let's just keep extending the family. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, great. So anyway, Ronnie and I had a I started having footsteps in my house. My, my wife, Yoko, and I both heard it going up the hallway. This is some weeks ago, a couple months ago, whatever. And um, I live in an area that could have a lot of paranormal activity. So, And nothing like this has ever happened before, but we had footsteps clearly, like clearly human footsteps going down our hallway. So Ronnie and I did an EVP session, which is mostly him and I giggling and getting no responses, and we played it on this podcast. And then uh, a, <laughs> that's me. a couple months went by with no nothing, and then just recently in the last week or so, I've been getting a lot of activity. And so I won't give you those details, but where you tie in is your guest talked about a ghost hunting app. And so I put it on my phone and Ronnie, uh, I took it up. I, I did some controls. I went yeah. downstairs with this app. It's a free app. I think yeah. it's called Ghost Hunter. Um, yeah. And and I went up and nothing, nothing. It's go and then I went to I walked. I did it on purpose. I went to the areas of the house that I knew nothing was happening. Yeah, get a baseline. Yep. yep. And then I finally went up to the very corner, Ronnie. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh! And the thing starts freaking out as soon as I get to the corner where Ronnie and I had our EVP really? session, where I've been hearing all the activity. And look at that little green button. What's that say, Ray? I'm showing Ronnie now a screen grab. Ghosts. Of the thing, and like literally a little light goes off, and it says ghost. Oh ghost, my god! Ghost. And that's the corner we were standing in. <laughs> Holy shit! It gives you words associated with uh, with whatever's happening too, doesn't it? It does. It. It. I. I didn't. Oh my oh, god! I heard her saying that, but I haven't. I didn't get anything. I'm gonna have to really play with the app. I literally did it like while listening to your podcast. So anyway, um, I just want to thank you for that app and that because now I've got some. Oh man! Yeah, shit's going down in my house. <laughs> get out of there! That's um, always been my voice of reason, right? It's like whenever I hear these haunted stories, I'm like, well, how soon later did you move? And they're like, no, I'm still living there. I'm like, what? <laughs> One of Bryce's biggest fears is being possessed by a demon. Oh, another thing we have in common, Bryce. <laughs> it's the one thing that, like, you know, with a crypto situation, it feels like you could run away or, you know, 
all the, but with when it comes to spirit, and especially demonic spirit, it feels like it's the one thing you're completely defenseless mm. against, right? Yeah, that's what I, I agree with that sentiment yeah. for sure. If you just have no power over it. You'd have to like call in somebody who was an expert or something. Yes, yes. Well, now, so where does that fear come from? And that's and let me steal another thing from your podcast. Let's talk about you always get uh, people's personal paranormal journey. What is your personal paranormal journey? Uh, how did this all start for you? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, so for me, it started when I was when I was really young. I had uh, I had an incident, uh, sort of an experience that was pretty unexplainable to me when I was around five or six years old. Um, we had just moved into a new neighborhood. And I remember it like it was yesterday. So I was kind of out on my driveway playing while my mom was gardening in the front yard. And a couple of the neighborhood kids, because it was like a cul-de-sac, they had, they had rode their bikes over and, and they were starting to play around. And, and then there was this one kid, he's like, hey, you want to play this, uh, this game? And, I, and we were all kind of like, yeah, sure. And he had this like board. I don't know if it was a board game or looking back, if it was like a Ouija board or something. Mm-hmm. He was like, we're, he's like, we're going to summon the devil. We're going to summon evil spirit, you know? Oh my God. And, uh, and I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Wow. You kids play different. And then my mom had overheard something like that. And she kind of kicked everybody out. You know, she was like, get off my driveway. You know, which looking back, I love get off my lawn. <laughs> um, but, uh, literally that night I remember just sort of waking up in the middle of the night and I didn't know why and I'm looking out the window so I'm, I'm literally facing my window I can see right out the uh to the front and then just sort of something red and blurry enters the frame of my window it stops in the middle and it's a pro it's a profile vision and then it turns its head and just it has these yellow eyes and it's this sort of red glowing entity and it just like tears through my soul and I remember just being completely uh frozen in terror I had no idea you know what it was I was looking at and uh and it just stared at me for what felt like the longest time and then it turned its head and it sort of uh you know walked off and I was just uh I never forgot that that so maybe they summoned something listen I'm willing to say it could have been like a kid in a mask or something but it had this like, sort of like glowing presence to it. So it was mm. really like giving off some type of energy. Um, but to this day, that sort of, I think that that incident is what kicked me off on my fascination for uh, the paranormal and things unknown. And, you know, it's so interesting. I was like, God, you know, I grew up in a, in a religious school and I've, uh, in a Lutheran school and I've had, uh, I kind of, you know, and, when I was around six, I was like, you know, I really sort of came to a conclusion that, you know, to figure out what this whole God thing was, or if I believed in it, or if I subscribed to it. And so, you know, I sort of come back 180. And, you know, I have, I consider myself a spiritual person, not so much a religious person. So I don't know if that was a demon or a or a devil. And then, you know, I look on uh, UFO researcher Jacques Vallée's book, uh, Passport to Magonia. Mm. And, and, uh, and he's got those, he's on the cover of his book, he's got alien holding up different masks. And one of them is the archetype devil mask, you know. And then, you know, and then you go into the library and you pull out a book on ghosts or Bigfoot. And then the deal is sealed. And, and from then, I've just been forever fascinated. And, you know, since that day, I've had multiple things that I can't explain. I've, see, I've seen things that are pretty unexplainable to me. I'm sure Ronnie's told you that. I showed him my orange orb video <laughs> yes. a few times. When did it start to morph from spooky stuff, you know, ghosty stuff to crypto stuff for you, but before Expedition Bigfoot? Yeah, no, totally. So that would have to be, you know, the first time I saw the uh, the Patterson-Gimlin film footage of 1967. And I think it was on an episode of In Search Up with Leonard Nimoy. And uh, I just remember watching that video and then when, when the creature turns its head back around to look at the uh at the camera i just remember getting this feeling that i was looking at something that i wasn't supposed to be looking at that mm. this was not a man in a first suit that this was not some hoax or hallucination or misidentification that that it was just what they were purporting that it was this you know large hairy hominid creature that uh that inhabits the woods that you know indigenous tribes have been talking about for centuries and that was like to me 
it, all the the spooky, the, the ghost alien stuff that came to like, well, God, if we're going to find one of these things, then this has to be it. Um, you know, I, you know, all the videos people that have showed before, I was like, this is, this is the closest to, to the real McCoy as anything I've ever seen. And then I just started going, you know, down the rabbit hole, as they say, and, and learning everything I could about, uh, not only just about Bigfoot in general, but, but the context of how that video was taken, why those two guys were there, uh, how they came upon this creature, you know, the type of camera they use, what type of other evidence did they get from this sighting? And it all came so concrete to me that this was, this was the real thing, that there was really no looking back. And, and so it's, it's really been uh, a search to sort of validate that, that I know that this thing exists, and, uh, and and I and I believe when you know all these witnesses come forward and give their testimony to their experience, I don't, you know, I don't believe they're lying. I don't believe they're hallucinating. I don't believe they've uh, had a fit of misidentification. I believe that they saw what they saw, and uh, and so that re- that's really where it all started for me. And uh, I think what I think what Bigfoot represents to me why he's the king of the cryptids is because he's so anthropomorphic. I mean, in other words, he's, he's almost like us. He represents this, this missing chasm that we're, that we're longing to explain as, as a human species of, of where we've been, where we're going, you know, where we are right now. And, um, so there's just so much to learn uh, from the discovery or the confirmation of this creature. Uh, that could really tell us a lot more about who we are as a as a human species. So, uh, Bryce, what can we expect in episode three? <laughs> Wait a second, you lived it. That's a jar in my memory. But if I recall, um, you know, they're, they're in for some great stuff. The evidence is going to start to mount up. And uh, what I loved about this expedition and the stuff we were able to get is it isn't just like one type of evidence. In other words, you know, we didn't just find a possible track. In fact, you know, the the track evidence that we got was probably the least of all the evidence that we were able to acquire. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, you know, we start to analyze that hair that Russell found in the bird's nest, which I take to Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum. And I was, I have to admit, I was totally shocked when I hear him say that it matched the gold standard for Bigfoot hair. Wow. Um, which was laid out by a guy named Dr. Henry Fahrenbach, who had uh, amassed a, a complete collection of possible Bigfoot hairs. And, and, and what he did was he was able to determine the ones that most likely were Bigfoot hairs had no medulla. And there was a few certain characteristics that he said about uh, pointing the gold standard for, for Bigfoot hairs. Um, so we're able to look at that. We're also able to analyze the vocalization that Dr. Mayer gets back from the field. And so, you know, not to give too much away, but we take that actual vocalization, which you'll see in the episode. They were surprised they got anything back. So they, they shout out a Bigfoot call. Um, and it wasn't a human Bigfoot call. It was uh, an actual supposed Bigfoot call from a research group. And they shout that out through the Fox Pro. You saw that on episode two. And I love it. They go to their computer and she's like, wait, did you hear that? They actually hear something back. And we were able to record it on that, uh, that prototype audio technology. So I take that to a sound engineer in, in Los Angeles who creates monster sounds, uh, and he runs that into his data bank. And, and when he pulls it up, he was shocked. I mean, now I'm giving stuff away, but but he was just like he could not believe the harmonics that were in this this vocalization that we recorded. And uh, and so it really leads us on to a track that uh, that yeah, there's these low audible frequencies being used here that humans just aren't capable of doing. Not only that, but no other wildlife in the area are capable of doing that. Um, so you have to start to take all these clues that we're getting and, and form a hypothesis of your own. Either A, that uh, we're putting on a big freaking show here for everybody and that it's all just lies. Right. Uh, or B, that we've come across what so many people have said they've come across in the last few centuries, uh, especially in these parts of the woods, a large bipedal, walking, hairy, hominid creature. Well, I know you saw this because you liked it, um, but we posted a little, if you can go to at Monsterland Pod, a friend of ours, Dave McCullough, had the exact same experience, Bryce, as what you just described. Uh, That is, didn't hear it with the naked ear, 
um, but felt sick, became ill, and uh, yeah. and then captured. And it, you can go to Monsterland Pod on any of our social medias and hear it for yourself. That was only heard when like when it was brought to someone. Basically, he was bringing right, it to someone correct. to transfer to DVD. He didn't hear it at the time. He just knew he got sick and had to get the f out of there. And then you got that low guttural ground. It's always and you hit on it, Bryce, right there. You said, "Is this a big show we're putting on?" I've said it on this podcast a million times, Ronnie. For me, it's always the witnesses. And you guys, I'm so glad. you Expedition Bigfoot did a huge favor, a huge service to this whole thing. When you aired that interview with that guy Sunday night, the one who got emotional. Because, mm. David, you know, Producer Dave, I've said, I have working-class Boston guys that Ronnie and I have talked to, and they'll well up when they're talking Trembling, about it. yeah. And, and to me, that has not been shown enough. <laughs> And congratulations yeah. to you guys. And I, I think if anyone can, I always want to say to a skeptic, like, yeah, go sit down and talk to someone like that and then yeah. walk away and tell me that we're all full of shit. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, uh, part of what we wanted to set out to do, and, what, and me personally, too, is I've always wanted to be a champion for the eyewitness. In other words, um, to hear their testimony full out in any detail, because they're not going to judge that person. They're not going to call them crazy. I mean, most of these accounts come from good, hardworking, honest people, and most of them don't want to come forward. You know, I think in ufology, out of the thousands and thousands of reports that come into MUFON, um, that only represents 10% of the caseload. And the other 90% are people who have never come forward or, or who won't come forward. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, once you start to add into that other 90%, the numbers become staggering. And I feel it's the same way with this Bigfoot thing. You know, we're really only seeing a small sample of the eyewitness testimony and that there's really a larger collective pool out there witnessing or experiencing these strange things in the woods. My next question, Bryce, is what can we expect in episode four? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. I think for me, and I know a lot of people really liked the first two episodes uh but listen we also had to set up what we were doing and why we were there so it it may have come off a little slow to some people uh but you know now that we're habituated in that area and as things start to move on i mean it it really starts to pick up the steam you know and uh by episode seven i mean i i hope that the people's jaws are on the floor you know um what I'm fascinated to go back to this infrasound thing too, just for one second. Yeah. You know, I've always been. I recently caught on to a lot of the work of David Pilates and the Missing Four. Sure. Stuff, and that's been a fascinating account of people uh, going missing and having strange experiences. And, and it's hard not to uh, link a couple of those stories to uh, a couple of stories of Bigfoot type activity. So I'm wondering if there's a connection there. I'm wondering if there's a use of infrasound and whatever's happening there. But, uh, you know, there's a mystery un- unfolding here. And, uh, and I don't think it's, I don't think that it's just going to be as black and white as everybody, you know, would like to think it is. Agreed. Nice tie into the cold open, by the way. Accidental. <laughs> That'd be deep. Um, uh, Bryce, Let's let's uh, pod fillet Ronnie LeBlanc for a second because oh boy, um, clearly I don't think it's a big spoiler alert because we've said on this podcast a million times uh, uh, we you, you lost RPG and when yeah. last we saw you you were talking to Bob Gimlin trying to find a new person and, and and we know it's going to be Ronnie talk about in general terms without giving anything away um, what Ronnie brought to the team and and what role you think you know how how well the fit was. Oh, my God. It was, well, first of all, having Ronnie LeBlanc on the show, I, I just, I was so excited about it because, you know, when you look at RPG, and, and, and God bless him, I really, I really dug RPG as well. But, you know, he really had a, a, a sort of a knowledge of Bigfoot that didn't have much to do with the more paranormal sides of Bigfoot, you know. Um, and so when you think about our team as a whole, you know, we have that we have the survivalist, the military guy. Uh, we have the scientist, the primatologist, and we and then we have me, who's just sort of objective and, and talk to witnesses and analyze evidence. But what we were missing was that paranormal guy uh, to to really round out this group. And uh, 
And, you know, if you've listened to my podcast, uh, then you know I'm no stranger to the paranormal side of Bigfoot. I love talking about it. I love investigating it and researching it. So when Ronnie came on board, it was a, it was really like an aha moment for me. I was like, oh, this is great. This is just what we <laughs> need because now we can really start to explore uh, this whole Bigfoot thing without leaving anything to the side, um, you know. And I, I have a theory about Ronnie, and uh, and I'm going to say it here on your podcast for the first time. Okay. You know, it wasn't until Ronnie came to our expedition that some of the stranger things started to happen. <laughs> and, you know, I know Ronnie had talked to me personally about some of the, the strange things he's experienced in his own life. And, uh, and man, some of those things started to manifest in the expedition around us, too. So I often wonder... If, if, if Ronnie really brought on some of the good stuff to our show, you know, I can vouch for that because once I started this, doing this podcast with him and I was an experiencer and I've been into this since I was a kid, uh, shit got weird. So I can, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I can vouch for that. Uh, and by the way, add that to another list of things we have in common. Bryce, uh, actor, podcaster, hates demons, has a wife and a son. Uh, Patterson Gimlin got you into the crypto. Great abs. And <laughs> a love for Ronnie LeBlanc. Uh, <laughs> hey! Amen, man. I mean, we are, we are cookies in a pod, man. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, Bryce, uh, I can't thank you enough for this. I'm so glad that uh, I got to be a little bit of, uh, you know, from the outside getting to know you and stuff. Because, like I said, I've stumbled upon you through Ronnie's journey, and I'm a huge fan now. Um, I think when we find each other, people like us who are into what we're into, it becomes a family real quick. So thank you for stepping into Monsterland. uh, And we will continue to be huge fans of your podcast. And stay in touch. Thank you, Bryce. I absolutely will. And I I just want to piggyback off what you said, too. You know, in my life and in what I do, there's really not a lot of people I can talk to about this stuff who have an interest in it or, or who's willing to hear me out. Most of the time you just kind of get the crazy googly eyes. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's <laughs> cool. You know, and it's like, no, I'm serious. This stuff is serious. You know, there's a, there's a mystery at play here. I believe that there is, the, there is another intelligence that inhabits either this earth or this plane of our dimension. And it's intermingling with us, you know, and I, mm. and I think all of these communities need to support each other and, and come together. So, uh, you know, I love it now. I think we're in a time and a place where, you know, the UFO community is talking to the Bigfoot community. The, uh, you know, the psychedelic community is talking to the elf and gnome and Bigfoot community. Those, those aren't exclusive to each other, but we're really all starting mm. to co-mingle and, and with that. And what comes out of that is, uh, is patterns, you know, all these unique patterns that say, hey, all this stuff is somehow, some way related to each other. So well said. So well said. You should host a a show about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bryce, thank you so much for stepping into Monsterland. You're the best. Let's cross pod. We got to cross pod one of these times. We're planning on it. We got something cooking. Uh, I know you guys will be. And Matty, you'll be hosting the International Bigfoot Conference. Uh, me and Ronnie have been talking about doing a podcast mashup live for the International Bigfoot Conference. I think the fans would get a kick out oh, of it. It's going to be great. a hell of a show. This is the game uh, where we take a paranormal story that's in the news mm-hmm. and we try to recall another paranormal event which may validate or just simply remind us of said uh, story. Right. So. Someone sent us this, Ronnie. This is called I'm gonna I'm gonna not tell you the full title because I want you to see the video for yourself and tell me, use okay. your para recall okay. to uh, figure out what this reminds you of. Oh boy. All right. So we'll call this it's called the blank blank Bigfoot attack caught on video. Scary footage shows aggressive real Sasquatch. Now I'll warn you, when I first heard it, I didn't believe this. I thought it was a bunch of BS. Now this is, just came out a couple of days ago. December sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Uh, NVTV is the source. They've got a okay. bunch of Bigfoot videos and stuff on their YouTube page. This was sent to us by a listener who wants to remain anonymous. Um, but <clears throat> all right, I just want you to see it. Okay. And tell, use your para recall to tell all me right. what this reminds you of. Forgive the language, everybody. If you're screwing about language, these two kids who are shooting it are swearing up a blue streak. It's a little loud as well, so watch your ears. Here we go, Ronnie. <laughs> Whoa. 
Dude, that fucking scared me. Whoa. Holy oh, shit. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Holy fuck. Oh, God, it's me. What the fuck? Holy oh, God. Shit. Oh, fuck. Oh. oh, did we lose it? Okay. Oh, right. God. Can, can we go back to that, like, and pause it? Yeah, let's pause it there. Um... Because that reminds me of Ohio. Ah, you won! Holy shit! Okay. okay. Whoa! I have so much to say about this. It's it. That's it. all right. So, listeners, right. you can't see this. What you see are oh two red glowing eyes, and they look kind of amber orange. And then they almost turn orange. And yeah. another point in the video, another five minutes later, which we won't go through here because it's not a great audio exercise. Watching people watch a video or listening to people watch a video. It does get orangey, and it because it, Ronnie, it's exactly what it's we ex- experienced in Ohio, and I, they look wide between yes. the lights, not like yes. narrow, like it's a person. Yes. So when I first kind of glanced through the video, I was like, "Oh, this is fake," because I just yeah. the way the kids were talking and stuff, like, "Oh God, oh God, what is it? Yeah. What?" Is, I mean, eh. yeah, yeah. But and you man, hear that? You hear that little tree break? The crack. Snap. It seemed kind of perfect. Yep. But all I'm saying is, I know for a fact we didn't fake nothing. No, no, no. And that is exactly what we saw in the woods. Whoa. We saw red lights just like that. You heard it on this podcast a few episodes ago. We described this, Producer Dave. This is exactly what we saw, man. I thought it was a hunter or someone wearing night vision yes, goggles. Right. Like the old, what was a movie? <laughs> oh, Producer Dave, you'll know. What was the movie uh, when they have night vision goggles and it's a comedy and the lights go out and you just see their two red eyes looking around all crazy. There's a movie. Uh, spies like us, maybe. I don't oh, remember. Yeah. Yes. They're in the probably, dark yeah. and you just see the two red eyes. That's then, literally what we saw in the woods, something like that. So, But then it morphed into an orange orb and floated around all weird and seemed to be responding to us. So when I saw this, Ronnie, I was chilled to the bone. Oh, Look at that. Okay, That's okay. what we saw. Okay. That's, David, that is what we saw. Like just that same image. When we try to describe that to you, in that episode, post Ohio, I believe you're looking believe. at what we saw. So whoever those kids are, I would love to talk to them. And because uh, man, uh, you know, so I don't. It you know, it fits into Ronnie where I'm coming on all this is mm. is that, and you're gonna see some orbs flying in, white orbs. Yeah. Watch boom. one, two, yeah, watch, yeah, boom, boom, Blue orbs, yeah, whoa, whoa, there's another yeah. one, boom, another one, <laughs> holy frick, dude, it's going crazy. Now some of those could be bugs. They could be, no question. But these looks look at their solid They're balls leaves, of le- white streaks, circles. Whoa, Ronnie, what this is? Do you remember what I said, producer Dave? Let's use producer Dave as a as an outsider. Yeah. for this. Yes, sir. At your service. Because he is a he's an objective turning, outsider. Thanks for turning the lights back on in the studio. I know. I get scared. It's getting a little creeped out. Getting a little sexy. <laughs> You're an objective outsider. Yes. Do you remember what my conclusion was? What I felt like I experienced. In the woods of Ohio, I remember you saying Paranormal. you felt a presence. You felt like something was around you. To me, it yep. felt more like a haunted forest. Like we had experienced a ghost, because I have in my life. I've had ghost experiences. Yeah, that's, we just saw the lights again, and I feel like that's exactly what these. I, I'm not saying that there's not a bipedal, you know, creature called Bigfoot, but I am convinced that woods now more than ever upon seeing this, yeah. Woods are haunted like houses are haunted. Sure, and probably even more so. I'm telling you, man, probably even more so. That's right, because they're just empty, vast, expansive places where things have happened. By the way, people were, you know, who knows, like Indian battles might have happened there. People were killed in the 1700s, whatever. I'm convinced what we experienced in the woods of Ohio was was more paranormal. And that's what that video looks like. Look at that. Or we're witnessing the paranormal side of Bigfoot, that interdimensional kind of thing. It could be a yes and. It's not an either or. It's a yes and. Because the other thing, seeing that black shadow that was on two legs scream across the trees without making a sound would fit to your theory. Yes. Right? Um, But man, oh man, what we did have was that Dr. Foster with us, clairvoyant, so she's able to see that. I think that was almost our I was more confident that we were dealing with Bigfoot because of yes, her. If yes. we didn't have that kind of extra, man, look at the. Yeah, look at that. That Look at that, Dave. I mean, that's what we yeah, saw. That, that's now, where I paused it. Yeah. There's, nothing, <laughs> that's what we saw. There, there's nothing around. Dave, look at the thing that. you just did. <laughs> look what you just did, Dave. What did you do? 
That wow. is what we saw in the woods. So, so, I, so, so I now it, I can't dismiss this video because no. that's exactly what we saw. No. So it, there isn't two guys. There, there, isn't one, there, are, there aren't multiple guys running f- around the deep woods with a headset like that to freak kids out. No. I'm sorry. It's just no. not. So you're saying, is this? Uh, here it comes you, right you, here. Oh. You're, you're digging this. You think this is real? I just know that that's what we saw. That's all I'm willing to say at this yeah. point. That's yeah, exactly we what we saw. If we didn't have our experience, we would I, I wouldn't even this. have thought anything. I would have said, oh, that's the guy right. with the hunting lights on or something. But that wow. is exactly what we saw. So Good Lord. I needed you to see that. Great job. You won Paranormal Recall. Oh, my gosh. Before we get to Factor Falcon, we have some breaking news. Do we, do we have any sort of breaking news uh, sounder, <laughs> David? Which Yes. Oh, God. Uh. I just received a text from producer Carrie, and I think you guys did too, just what? now what? at... 358 as we record this, more than 100 UFO sightings in Massachusetts were reported in 2019. Wow. Patch.com. Let's see. The National UFO Reporting Center gets witness accounts of UFOs. We know, we know, we know. But the Massachusetts sighting total in 2019 clocks in at over 100 my God, Man. the national. This is all right. So here, here's just one from over Cape Cod Bay in September. I saw a strange plane or craft flying low over trees on the outer cape in the town of Eastham. I proceeded to Cape Cod Bay to check out the direction of the craft and if it was a plane. I then took an Uber to Provincetown. Ronnie the Blonde. What? <laughs> Doesn't say that. The craft flew out of my sight, but I noticed how many other lights, crafts, orbs, question mark, flying over the tip on Race Point in Provincetown. I swear to God, it does say Provincetown. And tip. (laughs) (laughs) You beat me at my own game. I'm sorry. Well done. (laughs) Very good, Mr. Bond. Thank you. I'm learning. Other reports are less elaborate, like this one from West Springfield in June. I saw what could best be described as a large metallic donut. <laughs> but, dude, this is incredible. 100, wow. over 100 right here in Massachusetts. Reported hmm. sightings in 2019. Thank you, producer Carrie. Thank who you, isn't Carrie. even here, but she's providing content. And she's working. It's amazing. All right, let's do a little fact or falcon. Ooh, my favorite. Yes. Let's play another round of fact or or Falcon. Ronnie, I teased it in the cold open. This could be, mm. if it's real, the greatest Bigfoot video since Patterson Gimlin. Really? It's not as clear, but my God, is this compelling. I meant to ask Bryce about it. We ran out of time. But okay, so this is called Russian Bigfoot Chasing a Car. Uh, let's it's see. right on our social media. Uh, go to Monsterland Pod on our Facebook. We'll link to it on uh, uh, our other social media, too. May 21st, 2019. Okay. So it's fairly this, recent. Yes. Yeah, so this gets loud, too. So everybody watch your ears. Ride that gain, Producer Dave. So it's a Russian family driving in their car, and they're being chased. They're going down a dirt road of some kind, and on their right, in these high weeds. Yeah, it looks so, well, almost dust. is still light in the sky. Yes. Yep. Is some sort mm-hmm. of Bigfoot monster chasing them. So the action starts at 3.07 to about 3.37, Producer Dave. Here we go. Hit it. Oh my god, dude. That looks enormous. Gets better. Okay. So the car's driving away from it, but it seems to be pursuing. Oh, it's a big. Okay, and then stop it there. Oh, oh. And we'll go to, uh, we'll go to five. I'm sorry, we'll go to. Yeah, 5.30. Now, what the guy does, there's a guy who comes on and breaks down the video because the video is very long, and it's a bunch of Russian right. screaming. Sean and Sully. So this is what I want you to see, uh, though, Ronnie and okay. David. This guy has stabilized uh, the different parts of the footage. And when you see this, first of all, right there in that still, you can see the sloped head, the yep. coned head. Yeah, no neck. And and so you're going to hear the guy describing it and see his stabilized footage of this creature. Mm. Watch this. In order of the actual uh, footage. Here it goes. So this is them driving and seeing it, and it starts chasing. Look at that. Holy shit, dude. Look at the arms. Look how long the arms are. It's very ape-like. It's like a huge ape escaped the zoo. Okay, now this is the best part. This is when the thing breaks through the The bush and just comes chasing the car, and they all scream. Uh, Again, watch your ears on this monster. Here we go. Hit it, Dave. It's quite loud. 
uh, the audio where they, the people are screaming. And uh, by the way, this video has already been it's already been cut. It's already been edited by the, uh, the owners of the video or or somebody working with the owner of the video. So they have edited it. There's nothing nothing controversial going on. They they've edited the video. There's no surprise there uh, to me. Um, you know, there's no uh, hoaxing going on, on on that part anyway. So this is what they've added to the uh, to the video uh, towards the end, and uh, I I thought I'd keep the the audio on just to to, to um, for you to understand the the real the realness uh, the the drama in in the actual footage that's going on. That's a loop of the thing chasing Holy me. Look at that fucking shit. Look dude, at it. Look dude. at it running. I mean, the arms. Now, earlier in the video, and I don't know if it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, but it looked like a couple of times. I know what you're going to say, I think. It goes down on all fours and kind of yes, like goes yes, and gets back no up. no doubt. Now, that is it's an ape. No, it's that's been reported with Bigfoot encounters oh. that they drop to all fours oh. and sometimes run and then run up. They run and, ape like and, they and almost, then get yeah, up. Yeah, but they almost try to make themselves look like an an animal. Like, um, Holy you know shit. what I mean? So when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, this could be really, you know, dude. Legit. Okay, I'm calling fact. I on this I one. gotta say fact. I, I unless until someone proves otherwise. Wow. You know what I mean? This video is wow. good. And and the only thing it could be, it's not CGI, clearly. I don't think the people are acting. They sound terrified. I've listened to the whole video, but it's just a lot of rushing, screaming. And I, wanna, I don't want to put our listeners through that. But, again, it's called Russian Bigfoot Chasing a Car. We'll link to it. Now this is, It's got to be a huge guy in a suit. That's all it could be. Right. A now, huge guy. The, the other thing that you have to look at, too, is the fact that, you know, most Bigfoot encounters and sightings, we always hear them walking away casually, or leaving, you know, True. this is now attacking, but... They seem to be kind of those bluff charges, too, right. you know, like he's just kind of charges and stops. Like the video we had the, uh, yes. a couple episodes ago. Now, what else it could be is literally an escaped or injured gorilla. Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's a possibility because that's how big and, and scary this thing looks coming at them. The lighting is bad, of course. Right. In one of the shots, this is probably inconsistent with all Bigfoot research, but... In one of the shots, it almost looked like there was a webbing below his the, wow. the creature's arms. Oh, it, interesting! Which, which could be hair, or yeah, or, or, or some kind well, of costume. Well, no, I was going to say you guys talk about how it's inter the creature can be interdimensional, almost like the Im the, the image was like a, a smoky kind of yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now like, think about this. They always talk about how come all the pictures are blurry. Yeah. Right. Right. There could be something interdimensional kind That's of going on absolutely. that you're you're getting this weird kind of like shape shifting motion. Wow. Absolutely. Where it doesn't look real. Yeah. Right. Even to, even if it's filmed perfectly. Yeah. You're yeah. exactly right. Which huh. makes Patterson Gimlin so incredible. Right. But that is the best Bigfoot video I've seen in a long That's time, freaking, bro. Man. That so we're both we both. That's the first time I think we've both facted yeah. a Factor Falcon in, in a long time that that quickly. Yeah. I we mean, facted it fast. <laughs> We factor fast, fast and fucking fucking falcon 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 it. Fuck. You should make bumper stickers that say "Kill the Falcon." But you know what's amazing? <laughs> that, means, that means it's real. The most amazing thing about this video mm. is they actually were to uh, able to interview the family. Oh god! Oh, they did. Yes, uh, is this the a, Russian family? This, and they this said smells, that, this smells like a setup said, if I've ever smelled they one said, before my life. <laughs> Translation, I fight for me, I fight for me. And then they asked the Bigfoot and he said, if I could change oh, and you could change, everyone could change. <laughs> Did you really think I was going to do a no. Russian story and not make a fucking Rocky IV reference? <laughs> Have you met me? All right, let's get to Monster Man and get out of here. Hey, 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 Bryce Johnson. Hey, Bryce, you know, you ain't a loser. You ain't a, you ain't down. You're just a jealous, lazy bump. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a cold place. It'll knock you down if you let. But it ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you hit and keep moving forward. That's how we start. That was amazing. Oh. All right. Let's move on to Monster Mail before I do just an hour of Stallone. <laughs> now it's time for Monster Mail. Tons of it to get to, so let's get to it. Paul Towner, hey guys, I've been listening to episode 302. Maddie, 
your rant about the Brits was hilarious. <laughs> this is where it gets bad. It's funny as I'm a Brit living in Arkansas. <laughs> sorry, poor Paul. bastard. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. Talk about a fish out of water, man. I know a Brit in Arkansas didn't sting right. That was Sting's worst song. Englishman in Arkansas. <laughs> Ashley Victoria, the lovely and talented Ashley Victoria, says, I saw this story about an astronaut who shared that aliens are already doing star travel. I thought you guys might enjoy. Cheers to you guys. Thanks for being so awesome. So the article basically says, Ronald, that the, the, the title is The Most Educated Astronaut Says Extraterrestrials Are Already Doing Star Travel at a Conference. It's, it's, a UF, it's, it's an astronaut who says that basically... These things are traveling all over different star systems. It's been oh, happening for wow. a long time. So it's compelling because it's what we know and think and believe, but it's right. compelling because it comes from an astro- astronaut, according to mm. NASA astronaut, according to this. <laughs> uh, yes, I'd like a, um, can I get a spot of tea, please? <laughs> you want a what? <laughs> we don't serve that down here in Arkansas. That was terrible. What was that? That wasn't even anything. That was no accent at all. Uh, James Edward Emerson says, uh, he, now this guy sent us some Bigfoot sound. Oh, and he cool. says, I recorded an incident I had the Monday prior. It's difficult to hear. His recorder was under a tarp and it was uh, raining hard, but the encounter can still be heard. And then he clicked, he gave us a link to it. Um, James Edward Emerson sent us some sound. He recorded an incident, which uh, I'm going to download, James, if you're listening, and we will analyze that and listen to it. And if it's good, he says there's rain, and he got it through a tarp. Oh, uh, cool. but, he said, but you can definitely hear the encounter, so I'm excited to actually Ooh. download that and listen to it. Where, where did that happen? Do we know? Uh, you know, he, he sent a few. I, I want to say Maine, but I, oh, okay. I'll check. James, cool. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm trying to do it from memory. Uh, KJ Montgomery, who's a big Oak Island fan but listens to the podcast, she awesome. said, what is it? Question mark. That is not a normal bobcat. It's way too muscular, and the fur is too short. Maddie Blake hashtag Monsterland. What she's oh, referring to mountain is lion. This story: twelve-year-old likely attacked by a bobcat in his Shit. backyard in Connecticut, Fairfield, Connecticut, which I live right next to Fairfield, Connecticut. All my years there in uh, the New York state tri-state area so this just happened this week. beautiful town just happened this week authorities are investigating after they say a 12 year old was likely attacked by a bobcat in his backyard in fairfield connecticut on monday morning now fairfield connecticut is a beach it's almost a beach town it's a beautiful gorgeous upper 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 middle class connecticut town very well off this is not a place you would expect it's very marshy you know it's it's on Long Island Sound, but further up, so it kind of opens up. A lot of people kayaking, a lot of boating, okay. a lot of it, – it, it, it's not a place at all you'd expect to have a large cat attack at huh. all. And it's funny, the Monsterland curse continues. Right, because we just had Alexander on a couple just episodes. Just had Alexander Pedagoff on talking about big cats, uh, I think, what, two episodes ago. Yeah. So go back and listen to that one. Officers reported – to a bobcat attack in the area of Brett Road on 7.30 a.m. and met with the boy who suffered a minor scratch to the finger and his sweatshirt was torn, Fairfield Police, Fairfield police said. Uh, environmental police confirmed that the attack likely involved a bobcat, which are very elusive and rarely, rarely allow people to get close. Now, the thing is, the picture of the bobcat... It's got a tail. It's weird. Um, I don't know if it's in there, but it, here, I'll show it to you. Um, it's jacked. It's like, it looks like a genet. Look at it. There it is. There's the video. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a bobcat. But man, that thing is, it's almost like a Canadian lynx. It, it's, it, like it's like a hybrid or something. It looks like it was genetically uh, like shot with steroids or something. It's, it's, it's thick. That kid's lucky. Yeah, look at his sweatshirt. Damn. So a big cat attack in New England. So uh, Alexander Petikoff. Get to work, young man. Uh, Lisa, Ronnie, what happened to the video in January of Steve Barubi's orbs? <laughs> probably, probably went the same direction as my ectoplasm. There we go. Oh, we'll, <clears throat> by the way, we'll have a full report on Ronnie's ectoplasm. Next, yeah, that's coming next up. Episode. Details. Uh, Lori Moore, great interview, great episode. Thanks, gentlemen. She's referring to RPG episode. Awesome. And I thought this is a great way to end things off. Maddie P., a uh, friend of show. He has a little company oh, yeah. called Grumpy Bastard Beard Oil. Yeah, Pierre. He sent us a beautiful meme and this lovely picture of a babbling brook. Oh. It's one of those inspirational posters. And it says, 
believe in yourself even when no one else will. And sitting on the rock is a big Sasquatch. Ah, that's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Believe in yourself even if no one else. Now, why am I, why am I making Yoda? Yoda. What? All right, it's time to go. Thank you, Bryce Johnson. You can watch him with Ronnie LeBlanc. Travel Channel, Sunday nights. 10 o'clock. 10, 9 central. I make my entrance. Bigfoot. Hey, yo. You want to watch the guys doing winning? Looking for Bigfoot. Rocky. Oh, that's the next Rocky. Rocky's going to fight Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, yo. He's dangerous. He grew up in the woods. He's a killer. I don't want to fight him, but I got no choice. You can't win. Rocky, you can't win. I would he's love to creature. see that training. When he's out in the woods training. He's lifting logs. <laughs> a drug on Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a wrecking machine. <laughs> he takes gifts. He takes gifts. Does wood knocks and craps thunder. <laughs> I'm afraid, all right? <laughs> hey, yo, can you cast that print, Mick? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> they do a terrible Mickey. All right. Uh, We're Ronnie the Black. We're Lucy Day. <laughs> I'm Maddie Blake. Till next time. Stay monstrous, man. <laughs> Poor Sly. Like, oh, say, if you were an actor who is on top of the world and a host and you were forced to drive Uber. 